the best form of disruption is when you're disrupting yourself. When you're looking at the problems within your own business and then you're bringing in these technologies or these companies. I would say there's, there's three types of innovation. There's renovation, there's inspiration, and there's invention. You're listening to Crypto Savvy, the show that demystifies digital assets and uncovers all things cryptocurrency. Brought to you by the Hashkey Group, a leader in financial technology and digital asset management. Crypto Savvy, the essentials. It's day two at Hong Kong Fintech Week, and joining me on Crypto Savvy is Peter Dingle. Peter is a long-term veteran of financial technology. It's a great overview of the new technologies coming out that are impacting the financial services industry in Hong Kong. And wait, we introduce a new segment called Buzzword Bingo, where Peter provides us the definitions of all of the terms you've heard. Welcome to the special edition of Crypto Savvy coming to you live from the floor of Hong Kong Fintech Week 2021. Welcome to day two of Hong Kong Fintech Week. I'm Walter Jennings, head of corporate communications at Hash Key Group, and I'm very excited to invite my special guest, Peter Dingle, who is director of strategic growth within the Wealth and Personal Banking Group here in Asia Pacific at HSBC. Welcome, Peter. Thank you very much for having me, Walter. It's great to be here. Now, Peter, um, there is so much you and I could discuss about the future of banking, but I'll, I want to talk about Hong Kong Fintech Week for a moment. Uh, tell me about some of the highlights that you've seen over the course of the last two days. Well, look, it's been fantastic to get everybody back together again after two years of these, you know, not being able to be at a uh, conference. Webinars? You know, two, two years of Zooms, two years of back-to-back, um, you know, f- phone calls and, and never really, really seeing each other. So I, the the... The most exciting thing for me over the last two days has been the people. You know, yesterday there were 17,000 people who came here. It's uh, it's incredible. And um, the organizers here have done a fantastic job to make sure that we're compliant with all of the the requirements uh, for these types of events, um, making sure that if anything does go wrong, that, you know, we, we, we're all being able to be made aware of that. Yeah, no, from a safety perspective, I will say that the, you know, requirement for the use of the Leave Home Safe app, um, many of us um, here here on the exhibition floor uh, had to uh, submit our COVID vaccines and uh, those who haven't been vaccinated had to have negative tests. So, you know, from a safety and security standpoint, it has felt extremely well managed. Absolutely. And everyone's wearing their masks and everyone's um, respecting the space requirements. And um, obviously we are down on numbers physically than we were two years ago when we were we were here in person. Um, but it's. I think I took about 100 selfies yesterday of people that I haven't seen in person for the last two years. And um, uh, so, so that's really been the first thing that I've seen on the floor. Yeah, no, um, I tell you, the people's enthusiasm for in-person meetings, I, I really have to say that will never go out of fashion. No, absolutely. And, and uh, obviously, I'm here as the HSBC team. I'm, I, I managed the title sponsorship this year. Um, we were, we've been the, the sponsor of the event for you know it's since its conception for the last six years. Um, last year it was all virtual. We had Noel Quinn uh, as part of our, our our virtual sort of input to the program. This year we've got it like nine different speakers on different panels. Uh, you know, CEO of the commercial global commercial bank. We've had Maggie. 
uh, Ng, who's the head of the, the wealth business. We've so it doesn't sound like it's hard to get HSBC involved in the future of banking and fintech. No, it's not. And uh, it's, it's incredibly important for HSBC to be involved, not only here in Hong Kong, but uh, with global fintechs that are, are, are growing in the region, uh, both growing in China, but also growing in, in Asia. And uh, FinTech Week is a big part of that. It's, it's, it's part of helping disclose what HSBC is doing, helping share the vision of, of how HSBC banks different customers in different parts of the world. Um, re, uh, I guess reintroduces what HSBC is today versus what it was three years ago, five years ago, 10 years ago. Um, you know, HSBC has changed an incredible amount and uh, it works with many, many partners across many different sectors and serving many different customers. And, and that, I think that's, that's, the, that's, that's a big part of what it is here yeah. at FinTech Week as well. Uh, before we dive into the highlights of FinTech Week, Peter, help explain your role within HSBC to our listeners. Uh, Peter Dingle, D-I-N-G-L-E, uh, look him up on LinkedIn. It's a heck of a profile, but let's start with your role at HSBC. Yeah, so in short, I work within um, the Asia business in the retail bank, um, and I connect problems within the bank to fintechs or technology companies outside the bank, in a, in a nutshell. Um, my background isn't banking. My background was you know, 15 years at Intel Semiconductor and then two years building uh, accelerator programs for various different industries. Uh, during that time, I worked with big banks like HSBC, but also UBS and DBS and uh, OCBC and different banks around the world. And it kind of gave me a flavor for fintech. I, I launched the first accelerator programs in fintech in Hong Kong and uh, took those to Singapore and, uh, in 2015. So before anybody else was, was talking about that sort of stuff. And um, so now I'm inside HSBC and I'm, I have the pleasure of working across the enormous scale that the bank has and helping the bank in its transition from being what is today a digital bank, you know, over 85% of our customers bank with us digitally in Hong Kong, but from being a digital bank to being a digital first bank. And that's really the, the big transition. And that, and that means that there are still a lot of processes that touch people and, and regulatory controls that are run by people. And part of being a digital first bank is helping automate and and I guess industrialize a lot of those old traditional banking models so that the bank can move faster and serve customers quicker and and a lot of that is bringing in partners from the fintech ecosystem to 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 solve those little pieces that the bank doesn't necessarily want to do for itself now Peter we spoke earlier with um, a guest Charles Dossey of consensus and love we Charles were, great guy yeah we were talking about central bank digital currencies and he explained how kind of right now before those can really take off you have to kind of rewrite the plumbing of the way banking works in order to prepare for digital currencies it's perhaps not a great description but uh, it certainly does seem like banking is going through a sea change yeah and it's not just today with this transition from uh, you know different forms of money to e-money it's banking has is an age-old industry it's been around for thousands of years and if you look back through history everything from in china the old tea wheels that they used to trade or the crowy shells you know through the silver ingots through you know the, all the different types of paper money 
uh, and fiat, we've always had different forms of value. And the banking system has always had to have ways of being the custodian of that, being the, uh, the, the ledger of that. And new technologies like the blockchain are going to make that a lot easier for banks, actually. It's going to make it easier to, to keep a, a track of the amount of money in the money supply and in, in the, the various ecosystems. It's, it's also going to give governments a lot more power than they've had. And, you know, in the past, governments have been able to restrict where currencies can be used uh, by, by saying that you, know, you can't take the currency out of the country or you, you can't tr uh, exchange the currency. With blockchain-enabled currencies, you can simply turn that on and off with a switch. So there's, there's in incredible advantages and potential you know, disadvantages to these new, new, new technologies. So that's why it's, it's going to take a while for uh, the central bank digital currencies to be tested, the regulations around them to be proven, and for people like you know people in the industry are starting to get it but but general the general population you know is going to have to learn about the stuff they're going to have to become comfortable with it and that's going to take some time no and that's why we launched crypto savvy because there are so many terms so many new uh, technologies that are influencing the future of the way we engage with banking and finance that we felt it really important for folks to have a, an opportunity to listen and hear from experts like yourself so that they become more comfortable themselves well it's and it's a fantastic um i've been watching you from the floor and you know I, you must be on your you know, doesn't podcast already and uh, it's 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 fantastic to have uh you know an a live on-air booth here on the show floor so well done to you guys for for setting this up it's fantastic yeah no and it's been um, brilliant because uh, i really appreciate you taking the time during the lunch break when everyone else is going off to stand in a queue at a restaurant to have a conversation so let's talk about fintech week it's hong kong fintech week 2021 back and live in person tell me about some of the 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 panels you've been listening to uh, and some of the, the the subjects that were of interest to you yeah i mean there's there's really been uh, a lot going on um the obviously i i can I'll, I'll mention the hsbc panels that i've i've been able to to help facilitate and run you are more than welcome and then we'll ask you about non-hsbc panels too absolutely <laughs> um and so we've had a big part of the the reason that that hsbc is involved in this is because we want to educate uh, the fintech market around the opportunity to partner with us and the we had Barry, the CEO of the Global Commercial Bank, on stage just uh, earlier at 11 o'clock today, and he was talking about beyond banking. And he was he was talking about how he's just moved his family from from uh, the UK to Hong Kong, relocated with his three daughters and his puppy to uh, to Hong Kong, uh, alongside many of our our senior leaders, uh, to base you know the power base, I would say, uh, here in Hong Kong now. And so it's really great to have him in a fireside chat to introduce himself to really talk to not only HSBC staff and and people who work for him here and, and you know because we haven't met him yet but but to to introduce himself to Hong Kong to introduce introduce himself to the ecosystem and you know that that is a very very important big part of 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 the business you know we, we he's talked about the one point Four billion, uh, 1.4 million customers that that we bank, and the size of the trade business, and and how many of the the, the businesses that are operating in Hong Kong are actually served by uh, his his part of the organisation. 
so that, that's really 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 wonderful it's it's great to to and to have him dressed casually to have him on stage and talking really about his in a very clear and articulate way about uh, where he sees banking and where he sees the future of banking it's, it's really 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 valuable for me um, fantastic and uh, now let's swap over to a non-HSBC talk that you enjoyed yeah I think um, I'm I'm I, I definitely did enjoy that uh, the 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 opening sessions yesterday. Um, listening to you know the the founder of the the uh, the founder of uh, the the Sequoia business and and how he thinks about uh, technologies that are being invested in and and the the different companies that Sequoia is is really taking bets on. Um, for me, that's a it's a personal interest of mine. I'm a technology guy at heart. I spend a lot of time thinking about and, and rolling out technology with Intel in my earlier career and you know I'm a, I'm a bit of a geek and I, I love to see how small technologies start to gain traction and momentum and uh, when you make the right bet on those businesses at the right time you can you know you can do very well out of that and Sequoia's got a very good track record of, of picking those companies and, and uh, placing the right bets at the right time. One of the things I've enjoyed most about FinTech Week is just watching how the ecosystem interacts. And what I mean by that is is that in financial technology, there are big players like HSBC, and then there are small players with a single booth over on the far corner. And yet each of them need each other to work together in order for this whole ecosystem to, to work. So watching those interactions, it doesn't seem like they're at competition. It seems like there's really great coordination occurring it is funny you say that now because i remember five years ago six years ago when we were um running these conferences the the there was not the same type of collaboration uh between the fintech ecosystem and the incumbent banking ecosystem uh it was very much a competitive uh mud throwing competition five years ago and that dynamic has completely changed Today, it's very much about collaboration. It's very much about um, openly sharing why, um, why, do, what the value proposition is of working with each other. That it's big, large incumbent banks like HSBC are are now very much interested in bringing in those technologies from outside to help distribute products, to help uh, reduce friction, to help you know reduce latency to speed things up to keep things safe to to um to to reduce cost and um and i i I have a bit of a prediction actually i i today you've got a third of the um of the 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 booths that are here on in the exhibition are crypto companies and it feels like there's a little bit of that old you know that old sort of feeling of um you know two sides of the two sides of the industry you've got the incumbents and you've got the new tech and i predict that in in three or four years that you're going to see that same sort of uh, collaborative sentiment you yeah, no, we recently did a webinar with uh, DBS as part of their internal education about tokenization. And DBS has an exchange in Singapore, and they are uh, allow, you know, working with clients that are interested in digital assets. So you're seeing kind of that, I, I'd call it co-opetition. No, exactly. And you've got, you, you've got a, as large organizations like DBS, I, I built the, D, the DBS Accelerator program in Hong Kong. And you've you've got to you've got to help the technologists within the bank understand the technologies so that they can 
use those technologies to solve real business problems. And, and ultimately, it's the business teams and the business leaders that do understand what the business problems are. And so that, that problem statement definition and clarity um, is what needs to come first. And, then, and, and often what, is, what, what happens in the IT world is you've got this shiny new thing and you go searching for a problem to solve. And it, you've really got to flip that around. You've got to start with the customer. You've got to start with the problem statement. You've got to start with the business. And then you've got to find the best technology and the best solution that fits and then test it out, deploy it, validate it, and, and then ultimately scale it. Now, this has to be also a very good opportunity to do research because there seem to be some uh, giant killers out there, disruption, uh, disruptors. Uh, and how do you kind of approach an event like this when you're seeing companies that could kind of put business lines out of business? It's always a great opportunity to learn from people when you come to these things. You can you can get the behind the scenes story of of what the real story is of the technology versus what the marketing of the of the technology is. Um, you you can knock on the door and and actually meet the people behind it and understand their story and work out where they've come from and what's motivating them. What you know what's created the passion for them to quit their job, whatever industry, and and spend ten years of their life building something something really really critical and important. Um, and so, yeah, there's there's that element of research which is really important. Um, the, but more importantly, the best form of disruption is when you're disrupting yourself, when you're looking at the problems within your own business, and then you're bringing in these technologies or these 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 companies to to to. I would say there's there's three types of innovation. There's renovation, there's inspiration, and there's invention. And ultimately, within large regulated organisations, it's really difficult to do invention so the fintech organizations the fintech ecosystem does a lot of that invention they t they build it they test it once it's validated it becomes an op opportunity to bring it in to renovate the the existing products or the existing uh, solutions that are that are offered so it's very very important for the large regulated entities to stay close to these ecosystems so that the, when the time is right to bring these technologies in it can be done quickly Okay, I want to um, swap tracks, and I want to play a, a game I've not played before, but you said you'd take any question. I want to play buzzword bingo. So I'm going to throw out a term that I've heard recently and ask you to explain it to us. So let's, I'll do my best. I'll do uh, my we'll best. Start with the, we'll start out easy, and we'll build gradually. Start with CBDC. Oh, central bank digital currencies. This is, in, in essence, it's the ability to, for uh, the the federal bank or the federal reserve of a market to transition from an M1, M2, M3 monetary supply to a new form of technology that enables them to track where the money is being spent and how the money is being spent. It's very different from cryptocurrency. It's not decentralized finance in the sense that the ecosystem manages and controls the ledger. It's controlled still by the central bank, but it's using the, the same technologies or the blockchain. Okay, getting a point for that one. Uh, tell us about InsureTech. Right, InsureTech's just a general category of any technologies that can facilitate the uh, selection and, uh, and, and purchase of any type of insurance product. And in, it could be general insurance product or it could be um, life insurance or, or investment type insurance product. Okay, RegTech. 
RegTech. General, the general name for any technology companies that are helping with the regulation, control, or compliance of of a product or service. So it could be anything from know know your customer type technology to uh, technologies that enable the companies to know whether their products are compliant or not. Yeah, no, I met a, a great company yesterday that was talking about being the employee. Uh, employer of record for if you've got staff around the world and you don't necessarily want to set up a branch in the Philippines, they can be the employer of record for that staff so that your regulatory, they're regulatory compliant. But otherwise, if you were trying to hire five people in the Philippines, you'd have to set up a company, et cetera. So it's a, it's new technology that allows you to maintain your regulatory compliance. Okay, DeFi. Oh, decentralized finance. So this is the, the this is the belief that has started and probably since the last big financial crash that the community can create and manage their own money supply and their own creation of value versus the government or versus the bank can manage and control the the um the 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 money supply and so this this has really been uh, fueled by technologies such as bitcoin or various different uh, technologies like Ethereum, blockchain, uh, and yeah, blockchain is is an underlying technology which it which enables a community to trust each other without having a third party in the middle that that acts as the the custodian of that trust. Two more buzzwords: uh, crypto, crypto, cryptography. Uh, in the old days, uh, this is used to really talk about how you would code something for sending messages to one another. Uh, in today's environment, it really refers to the cryptocurrencies, or crypto for short. Uh, so commonly, these are Bitcoin, Ethereum, and various different other different types of coins that uh, may or may not be a scam. You know, we were um, speaking with Alvarez and Marcel the other day, and we talked about the ability to trace back the four million paid to colonial pipelines. And they said, well, you know, at first the, they thought that people might have broken the cryptography, which would have been a real disaster because it's the same kind of level of security that guards nuclear missiles. And so you suddenly begin to see cryptocurrencies, cryptography and currencies, so interesting. And then I guess the last buzzword is tokenization. Well, tokenization is, is, has been very made very popular uh, more recently because of the, the rise of NFTs or, and, the, and the rise of the blockchain. But tokenization is really the, the, the act of taking any item, any asset, any piece of property and, and encoding it into, into, a, into a token form. You may remember those old, I guess the, those dongles that you used to get for logging into your, your, your internet banking account. That little number that you would generate is effectively a token. Um, whenever you get a, a two-factor authentication message from you know from Google to log in to a, an app or so, that's also a, a token. So uh, tokenization is 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 really a form of being able to verify um, something and attach a a, a code to it, um, and it, it's now being used to uh, to sort of represent the. Uh, the ability to move property, to move coins, to move money, to move all sorts of different digital assets, even artwork. 
Well, I allowed you to give a plug for HSBC. I will add here that if you're interested, we have a new white paper at hashkey.com about tokenization. Uh, please go download that. It's uh, very informative and will help hopefully raise awareness of the subject. Now, Peter, uh, I have to give you, um, you have totally won the bingo, buzzword bingo, and I appreciate your ability to think on the fly and handle those questions. Um, for those who are coming down this afternoon to Hong Kong FinTech Week or who are looking through the broadcasts and looking through the videos, what are some of the things they should really look out for? Well, if they're looking through the online content, I think there's an enormous amount of um, amazing videos that have already happened uh, today and yesterday. Um, tomorrow is also a really amazing program. There's a lot of workshops that are being um, delivered uh, in the virtual program that uh, those of us here on the floor will also be experiencing virtually because tomorrow is a completely virtual day. Um, if you're able to come down, um, then uh, that'll be fantastic. Uh, but the um, the, the great thing about these virtual platforms is you don't have to be here on, on the spot. And in fact, you don't even have to be here on the same day. You're probably, you could be watching or listening to this, um, you know, weeks, months, or even years later. So um, it's, it's, there's, there's a, a really an interesting ability for us who are running around doing, doing our jobs here to actually see a lot of the, the sessions. I've missed quite a few of the sessions myself, so I'll be going back to watch a few of those tomorrow as well. They've kept me locked in a glass cube all day recording podcasts, so I haven't seen any of the sessions and I will look forward to it. Well, uh, Peter, uh, what are you looking forward to in the years ahead in terms of some of the financial technology that will play a, a, an outsized role? Personally, I'm, I'm looking forward to what I would call the democratization of wealth products. So um, often big banks, big wealth businesses, you know, big private banks have had access to products and services and been able to make those available to people who have got a lot of money already. And those products have not been available to, you know, the common mainstream public or, or even people in, in sort of, you know, lower, lower social economic groups. So I really do believe that with the advent of digital, with the ability to deliver these types of investment products through your mobile phone, uh, big businesses that scale across many countries and many markets will have the ability to offer these types of safe investment products to more and more people. And, and I think that's really important uh, as we look into the future, giving people who are not necessarily connected, not necessarily in the same market, and you know, like Hong Kong or New York or London, give them access to the right types of investment products that fit their stage in life, that fit their risk profile. And I think that's really important because that, that'll also mitigate a lot of the risks associated with some of these crazy investments that people are getting into today. Um, it'll, it'll ensure that nobody gets ripped off with a squid coin or a, you know, or a dodgy, dodgy cryptocurrency. And I, and I think that's really important. Yeah, no, I think it's very important for any investment that you understand what you're investing in, that you uh, have confidence that you're getting good value for what it is you're paying for. And if you don't understand it, please don't go near it. 
Look, uh, for those who haven't been down yet, my own personal plea is don't just come to the big booths. Uh, On the other, on the far side of the, or on the the other side of the the hall, there are plenty of small companies. And two years ago, Hashkey Group was one of those small groups, and here we are today as a platinum sponsor of the event. So do look at those startups because they grow like crazy in time, and you never know where they'll wind up. No, absolutely. And there's quite a few of the startups that are here um, exhibiting today that we're actually working with already. Um, and a few that uh, I've introduced to other banks uh, in the past as well. Quantafeed is, is here in, in the organi- uh, in the organization, uh, in, in the in the exhibitors. And they, they were a business that I introduced to OCBC five years ago in, in Singapore. And so now they're, they're growing here in Hong Kong. And, you know, we, we, we're talking to them about how they can offer services to customers at HSBC as well. So uh, lots of great companies like that. And... Um, you know, it's really good to see a thriving fintech ecosystem, uh, even even though this is the first time we've had a conference in two years. Um, well, I think there's a lot of passion behind it because there are a lot of people here, a lot of people attending, a lot of energy. Um, and um, yes, we don't have international visitors, but still in Hong Kong, there is such a thriving support for fintech. Absolutely, yeah. We thank you very much, Peter, for being a guest on Crypto Savvy. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you very much and keep up the good work. Thank you. For those of you in Hong Kong, I hope you had an opportunity to join the floor at Hong Kong FinTech Week here at the Wan Chai Convention Center. It's been a stimulating two days with booths, large and small speakers, panelists, and so much content. We had a great opportunity with Peter Dingle to talk about the highs, the lows, and even to play a little bit of buzzword bingo. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please give us a five-star rating. It helps attract other listeners. And if you're listening on any other podcast service, hit subscribe. This is Crypto Savvy, and I'm Walter Jennings of Hashkey Group. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Crypto Savvy, the podcast that delivers the essentials, brought to you by Hashkey Group.